welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 170, Preparing to Plan for a New Year, coming to you on Thursday, December 19th, 2019. I am very excited and very happy, and I don't know which part to tell you about first. One, it's going to be sunny today for the five hours of sunshine that we have in Sweden. Yay! So I have to hurry up and get outside. And, um, you know, the sun doesn't actually rise very high. You have to find a street that doesn't have any tall buildings in order to actually have some sun on your face. But I'm determined to have some. It is almost Christmas, and I am super duper happy that I haven't had, I think I did one day of Christmas shopping. So, oh, I feel relaxed and happy, and now that I'm finally over that five and a half weeks of bronchitis, eh, um, I'm just really, really enjoying the Christmas holiday season. I have made so many dozen cookies, like so many batches, and batches make two to five dozen, depending on what kind of cookie it is, and I'm just like, not over it yet. (laughs) Yeah, because it's been a lot of busy years, a lot of moving, so much moving in the last 15 years that this is um, the this is the longest I've lived in some place for, I can't quite think of it, but I want to say almost 10 years. So I'm just excited that I can do whatever I want with my December. So I'm making Christmas cookies and I'm seeing friends and it is wonderful. Actually, last night we saw a lot of friends because we helped them move. They bought a house, which is very exciting. So we got to like go explore their every room of their house since it was empty. It wasn't like invading their privacy yet. As we were unpacking the truck, we were like, ooh, ooh. And our friend Justin's like, this is going to be the man cave. And John's like, oh, if this were my house, I'd have this be the man cave and this be the I can't remember what he said um either for playing D&D or for playing video games I'm like hey you can't have two rooms I get a room we don't even have a house we're already arguing over who gets what room anyway it was very fun and I'm full of energy from seeing friends eating lots of sugar in the cookies of course and seeing friends (laughs) I am wearing my snowflake earrings and snowflake necklace that John gave me last year because it doesn't really snow in the part of Sweden that we're in Um, and it has been in the 40s for weeks and weeks and weeks, so I see no sign of snow in the forecast for Christmas. Bummer. But I'll just remember last year we had this unexpected, I don't know, snowstorm, sort of. Um, We got like six inches of snow the Sunday before Christmas, so it was the day before Christmas Eve. So much fun. I know I told you about it then, but now I'm just reliving it now because I know I won't have any snow for Christmas. Anyway, I'm like getting totally off the topics that I meant to talk about just because I'm so happy we're going to have sunshine and I'm wishing we had snow. Yeah, um, the dichotomy that you can have within your own brain. (laughs) Anyway, um, in addition to all of that, today is the first episode of my third year of podcasting. So in my mind, like balloons and uh, confetti and fireworks and um, yeah, maybe like a glass of champagne. So so on New Year's, I'll have a glass of champagne and go, yay me, <laughs> two years of podcasting. Um, very exciting stuff coming in the future. I've got lots of really cool guests lined up. But right now, I'm just really excited to say, yay, two years. <laughs> 
Now, um, one of those many cool guests is Mark Leslie Lefebvre. Uh, if you've been listening to Joanna Penn's The Creative Pen Podcast, you have heard him on her show several times over the last few years. And I was very excited to see that he has a new book out. It just came out, um, I think, about a week ago at the time that I'm recording this. And uh, so he and I are trying to work around both of our Christmas holiday schedules and figure out when he can get on the show to tell you about his brand new book. It is for authors, um, both traditional and self-published indie authors, and it is how to uh, work with and get into bookstores and libraries. Yay! I started reading it, and it's really, really good. And why wouldn't it be? He's been working in the book industry since he graduated from, I can't remember what he said, in the introduction college, I think. Um, so he's worked in so many different parts of the book industry. This guy has got so much knowledge in his head. I'm so, so glad he distilled it down into book form for us. So, uh, look for the book. I should have written down the title, but I was like, oh, I don't need that until I actually interview him. But anyway, um, the author name is Mark Leslie, M-A-R-K-L-E-S-L-I-E. And it's about, um, bookstores and librarians. Now, obviously, uh, it's nearly Christmas. My mind is already just about ready to go on break. My husband uh, has the last day of work tomorrow, and then we're on Christmas break for almost two and a half weeks. Yay! So I'm already thinking about not thinking. <laughs> but if you really, really must think about stuff, then um, definitely go look up his book. Otherwise, enjoy your Christmas holidays, your summer holidays if you're down south, and um and chill because Mark and his book will be on the show very soon. It'll either be next week or if we can't get our Christmas schedules to coordinate, uh, it'll be within the next couple of weeks. And if he's not on the show right away, then I am going to do what I kind of feel like I should be suggesting to you, which is to take a little holiday, take a little break, and I will have the December 26th and the January 2nd episodes be encore episodes. So two more of my favorite episodes from the last two years. Yay! And then on um, Thursday, January 9th, um, we'll start again with brand new guests. And like I said, I've got several already scheduled. Um, I've got a whole bunch of people on my mental and written to-do list of people that I want to contact and say, hey, we need to talk to you. We need your advice and your enthusiastic excitement about the book industry and the writing industry. Writing is an industry. Writing is a creative joy. <laughs> anyway, I am really very, very excited and happy today, aren't I? I? I think this is just sort of what happens to me when I've been sick for a while. And then I come back and I'm like, oh, the joy of being able to breathe. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I'm a very happy person right now. Um, okay, so Mark will be on soon. We might have a couple of encore episodes. And then today, today's guest is me. <laughs> two years ago, it's hard to believe it was two years. Two years ago, I was the guest for episode number 100, very exciting, of Mark Dawson's The Self-Publishing Formula podcast, which has been renamed to The Self-Publishing Show. And in episode 100 in January 2018, I was giving the highlights of the way that I look at time management, particularly in January, and kind of helping you through um, the big picture scenario when you're looking at planning your year. So because I feel that really adequate planning, the kind of planning that helps you to hit more goals than you really thought you could, requires um, some work. <laughs> some work and uh, some time. 
I hate to say it, a couple of hours probably of your time to really feel like um, you've got a plan for the new year and you know how to readjust as necessary. I thought this would be a good preparing episode. So in January, we'll get down into a little bit more nitty gritty. And I'll also tell you if you're interested about my online class that's called Going the Distance, Time Management for Writers, which I think I might have renamed to Time and Project Management for Writers. Um, I'm actually uh, updating that class as well. I'm finally going to add video into it. And I'm going to um, going to do some revamping. Um, the information is pretty much evergreen, which means that it's, it's always good information. But I think I'm going to change the order that I put a few things and um, just make it a little bit more user-friendly for people who are like, I need help, but I don't want to spend that much time, as much time as you spend, Kitty. So I'm going to work on um, changing up the class a little bit, but that will be um, something that I'll reopen again in January. And also in 2020, I will finally get out the book, Going the Distance, so that you have a written reference for any time that you want to um, restart and get your um, get your plans resettled. You know, sometimes like after a move, <laughs> you, sometimes you really kind of re- need to redo something. Um, if I hadn't been sick at the end of the year, I would have had to like totally redo my schedule for the year because I it's I don't know that I've ever been sick for five weeks before. So um, that was that was killer on all the plans that I had for the month of November. Um, but anyway. We'll talk about that stuff in more detail, but right now I think that you will probably enjoy uh, listening to kind of the big picture. Also, it gives you something for your brain to think about when you're um, Christmas shopping, wrapping presents, baking, cooking, going to friends' house, going to parties <laughs> without having to actually sit down and put pen to paper yet. So you can kind of um, mull on it in the in the back of your mind. Um, yeah. I think that will be good for both of us. It's definitely what I'm going to do too. I'm going to listen to the episode again and rethink, yeah, okay, what do I like to do for um, for the beginning of the year? What do I want to change? Um, anybody who has been listening to me interview Susan May Warren, you know, I've been talking on and off about the new planner that she put out in 2019 and now a new one for 2020. She was on just, um, I think two months ago, maybe, I think October, uh, talking about her new 2020 planner which I love. (laughs) And when you buy her planner, she actually gives you a course that explains how she uses every section because it's not just got dates in it. It's not just like a weekly planner with dated, you know, Monday through Sunday days on a piece of paper and that's it. There's a ton of other things in it and it's super duper great. I love it. I love it more every year. Every time she changes something or adds something, I'm like, oh yes, my brain thinks that way too. So I've actually been going through her course and several times have gone, hey, she's teaching the same thing that I teach. So if you've bought her planner, definitely remember, go through the course. It's very, very, very helpful. And also it'll save you money. You don't have to go through my course and pay for that one too. <laughs> um, so many things I want to tell you, but really we should just get to the interview so that you can start thinking about, you know, the high level stuff while you're, well, I'm going to be baking. <laughs> I'm going to be baking while I listen. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, yes, I finally unpacked. This is five boxes of books. It finally went into that empty bookcase that I was trying so hard to, to get up and then just got sick and never put the shelves up and never unpacked the books. It's not done yet. You can quite tell. I have every single 
blank journal, used ones and half full ones and totally full ones uh, that is used and new ones just in a pile on the top shelf. Um, and yes, that is my um, chocolate orange that I'm going to put in John's Christmas stocking. <laughs> but anyway, so some things are just piles. And what you can't see in the other bookshelf is I have one shelf that's just piles of office supplies. And I've been unpacking. I've been trying to just do a little bit all the time. Oh my gosh, you guys. I have so many office supplies. I don't even want my husband to know because I look at it and I also think, oh my gosh, over the last few years, you know how much money this is in office supplies. But I love office supplies. It's my happy place. <laughs> yeah, it's really scary. I kind of want to turn my, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to. Okay, I am going to turn my computer around so that you can see my bookcase. I'm going to try to keep the microphone with you, with me. Um, so that, that's just one shelf of books, uh, office supplies, plus all sorts of other stuff. But then look at, there's still boxes on the floor. Those are piles of office supplies. Um, there's a box of hanging folders and then a box of, um, colored manila folders. So I could color code all the things that I needed to file. And then there's, um, like thank you cards and there's my Wonder Woman backpack. Oh, and there's my, um, my big whiteboard planner that I, I went to the office supply store and bought more office supplies because I needed some markers for the whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's very important. You can see I already put the 2020 planning and started listing some things. <laughs> Everybody's got, you know, something that is their, I don't want to call it my Achilles heel, but it's definitely a weakness. So now you know my weakness and you can feel better about yours. <laughs> okay. I'm very excited about life. I hope you are too. Let's get started on the kind of thinking about our planning for the new year as we do other things. And then we will see you again next week, either with Mark Lefebvre or in an encore episode, one of my favorite episodes for the last two years. If I, um, if I don't actually interview Mark next week, I'll still come on in and give you a live. Hello, happy boxing day. It'll be the day after Christmas. So anyway, I will talk to you more later and here we go. Our guest today is Kitty Buholtz um, and she's become a bit of an expert in this specifically for authors. So that's why this interview is so great and why we wanted to do it. And Kitty's put together a quite detailed PDF uh, giving an outline structure of approaching time management for authors specifically. And you can get that by going to selfpublishingformula.com forward slash time management, all one word. Um, and in there also is a bonus code to get $50 off her course, which I think is $150. I think I've got that right. Um, so that's definitely well worth having as well. So let's hear from Kitty and uh, then Mark and I, if we can find the time, uh, we'll squeeze a chat in afterwards. Okay, here we are. Kitty Buholtz. Buholtz. Yes. Buholtz. That's right, Buholtz. <laughs> that is, um, I was just saying to you off air, not something I would have read your name and immediately pronounced it like that. But Yeah, well, what I've heard from an AT&T operator was that if I was old enough to have watched the original Magnificent Seven, and ah. if I could speak like I lived in Germany, it would be something like Buholtz. Buholtz, but okay. I can't do that. <laughs> I've been to a town in Germany called Buchholz, Buchholz, which probably is similar. So maybe that's where the name comes from originally. But uh, I anyway. think it is. Yeah. <laughs> Kitty I can cope with. And uh, we should mention for those people who are watching this on YouTube rather than just listening to it uh, on their 
uh, jog or morning commute, there is a large furry inanimate animal behind you, along with the very there familiar is. post-it notes plotting system going on. It's a, That's right. And a superhero um, on your left-hand shoulder. So it's a pretty perfect SPF I, author's environment. Yeah. Yeah, we've got Wonder Woman, we've got the cuddly bear, and we've got the sticky note outline. Yeah. I we're like ready it. to work. We are. We're ready to go. We are ready to go. Okay, look, Kitty, um, we're going to talk about time management, which I know is your speciality. I know you've got a giveaway as well for uh, for the audience and a little bit of a discount as well, which we're going to talk about in a bit. But let's start, as we always do, with a bit about you. And I know you're somebody who wanted to write, wanted to get going. You were hawking around the traditional industry, and that didn't quite work for you. Is that right? It didn't. I just happened to um, get into it at a time when chiclet was something I had just pretty much found out about. I read the first couple of chapters of some books and went, oh my gosh, if there weren't any rules about writing romance, I totally would have done it this way. And so I rewrote the first part of, of what I had been working on, this kind of um, contemporary regular romance. I had started some Christian romance also, but so I was working on this contemporary, rewrote the first couple of chapters, read it to the two writers I was with on this writer's retreat. They were kind of rolling on the ground laughing and one of them said, I was sending that to my agent. And then I had an agent and it was, wow, this is amazing. This is like the story you want to get, right? Four and a half years and Chicklet had pretty much died about the time that I discovered it. And pretty much all the editors were saying, yeah, we're pretty much not buying that anymore. So why don't you send us something else? But what was selling a lot at that time, my agent was like, you know, send me some hot steamy sex stuff. I can sell that. And I just couldn't get myself to, I'm like, uh, 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 can I write something around sex? Can I just mention how great sex is, but not actually write slot A and point so B? So he wants and... it, he or she wanted full on sort of erotica books. Um, I, yeah. As a traditionally published, that surprised me a little bit because I know that that has taken off a lot as an ebook phenomenon. Um, yeah. It surprised me the traditional industry were after it. Well, it wasn't really erotica. It's just that um, there are lines of, you know, Harlequin. Well, actually, some of them are gone now. But um, there are a lot of lines that they do still require two or three sex scenes in a book. And it needs to be, you know, more than a paragraph. I was willing to write a paragraph. <laughs> yeah. So it just, it was the wrong time and place, you know. So four and a half years, we tried different things. I just couldn't find something that she liked that, you know, something that she wanted to send out. And... So finally, I was just like, okay, wait, I've heard of this Kindle KDP thing. I'm going to go to the RWA National Conference one more time. I flew out the night after I graduated with my uh, master's degree in creative writing in Sydney, flew to New York, pitched to everybody, got lots of great responses about that. Sounds like a great story. It looks like you're a good writer, but we just would have no idea where to sell it, how to sell it. And I thought, well, I'm pretty sure I can find people to sell it to. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I took these crazy courses that were in Word, you know, um, online classes from other romance writers who were like, okay, you do this in Word, and then you do this, and then you upload it, and if it doesn't work, go back and do this other thing in Word. Like, there was no other um, wonderful right. software that we have now. <laughs> okay. And I put out the, the first, uh, that first Chiclet book in uh, September 2011. Okay, and that was your... <laughs> self-published, uploaded yourself from Word. That's right. <laughs> and, and how did that go? 
Um, you know, it was much like most people find. Um, people who knew me were happy to give it a try, but you know, seven billion people in the world didn't know who I was. So uh, it took me a really long time to get to the point where I even, you know, hit the thousand dollar mark in sales. Okay. Yeah. Um, and where are you now? Now I am at the point where, okay, so my husband and I move around a lot because he works in the film industry. So he'll have a year job, a four month job, whatever, which is why I'm living out of suitcases right this second, because we just finished moving back from New Zealand and we're not sure where we're moving next. So You must um, have a big suitcase for that bear. <laughs> The bear is new. I don't know what I'm going to do with the bear. Uh, I'm not sure there's a box have big enough. His own airline seat. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I it's going to be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so what I've been trying to do is figure out um, in the midst of, you know, filling out paperwork for visas and, you know, making sure passports are updated and calling movers and stuff. How am I going to get my work done? Uh, so when Mark opened his Facebook ads for authors, now ads for authors class, I was like, okay, I've got to try this because doing nothing, you know, the, whole, the advice about just write more great books isn't working. I have great books out that have, you know, four and a half star average reviews. So I'm pretty sure that they're, you know, readable, but haven't found the discoverability part yet. So that is the that is the tricky part that's been happening with all the moving. And it's um, part of why the time management courses that I've been teaching have gotten actually more and more helpful for other people because I'm not the person who's lived in the same house for the last 20 years and has the same setup and the same structure to my day. So I can help people to figure out in all these unique and individual situations, you know, how am I going to get my work done? Yeah, well, that's what we're going to talk about. And I think we all know, you know, from our own experience that moving house and those big sort of life events, they do put everything back significantly. They're very difficult to yeah. to keep normal work going around. Um, and that's, so that's an extreme version of it. But all of us, and I speak personally here as well, struggle with allocating time to the things that need to be done. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think this is some way you can help us. You can help me. Uh, it's usually <laughs> the way I do these podcast interviews is I basically just um, use them for my own benefit, and then hopefully I love someone it. else will get, <laughs> yeah. will get some benefit as well. So so let's talk about this. First of all, I guess this was a um, just a necessity for you. You had to master time management. Yeah, because what was happening is that uh, I would just keep waiting until we settled down. And then I'd get two or three months into a project. Um, well, I was probably half or three quarters of the way through the first draft and flying. I mean, everything in the world was going great for me. And then I got a phone call from my husband that he was lying on the pavement. He had just gotten hit by a big semi truck on his motorcycle. That changes your life, you know? <laughs> He's okay now. I call him I call yeah. him Iron Man because he has a bunch of titanium in his leg, but... <laughs> Wow. But yeah, any of these things could happen to, to anybody, big things, little things. And suddenly you're like, but now I've been derailed and what do I do? And so what I found is, is that if you can think of all the things that have derailed you in the past, whether little things like, um, well, what's about ready to derail us for the weekend is that we are finally making time to watch uh, Punisher on Netflix all the way through. <laughs> big Marvel fans, um, even though I also love Wonder Woman, my DC yes. girl. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So if you can figure out all the things that do normally derail you and come up with a plan for each of them for how you're going to manage it. Like, I'm pretty sure that I just heard Joanna Penn say that she took Facebook app off of her phone. She's just not going to use it on her phone anymore. Well, if she had been using it a lot on her phone when she should have been maybe doing something else, she's already freed up more time that she can be doing on the important things in her life. So anytime that we can figure out a way around um, it's sort of like having a fire extinguisher. If there is a fire, you know exactly what to do. Yeah. Okay. And I tell you what's also interesting just on that point is how individual all of these are because I'm pretty certain Mark Dawson is the opposite of Joanna Penn in that he only has social media on his phone. He doesn't have it on his desktop. Yeah, so and that's that something he, I'm he, thinking about. Yeah, right. and I, for me, that's slightly more logical as well because when you're on your desktops, when you can be writing and doing more productive things and when you're... <laughs> you know, sitting on a bus or something, when you got your phone, you could perhaps do social media. But anyway, obviously for right. Joe, that works differently. Right, right. And she, she probably has some other different reason for it as well. Yeah. Um, so that's exactly right. If you can figure out what are the things that usually get you off track, um, it might be, oh my gosh, I was just supposed to be, well, I mean, I, I still went. I was teaching a, um, a how to write and finish a short story at an eighth grade class um, yesterday. And it wasn't until I was five minutes from the school that I got a text from the teacher that she wasn't going to be there which kind of threw me into the wait wait but and then I just had to focus on okay remember I'm not here for this teacher I'm here for the kids you can keep going with you know what you're supposed to do and but she got derailed because her son had some sort of breathing attack and she was in the ER all night you know these things happen I was really really focused on getting someplace fast and I hit a curb and I you know flattened my tire and I didn't get there at all these things happen so some yeah. of them you can't really do much about except for you know I have a tendency to have a, a notebook in my purse in case I'm someplace where I'm in a waiting situation and um, some apps on my phone that I can do at least a little bit of sort of important stuff, you know, if I'm in a waiting situation. But then there are things like, um, there's an app called Freedom that I think is still available only for Mac users. And it allows you, um, it's actually got a whole bunch more uh, aspects to it than when I first got it, but it allows you to turn off the internet entirely to your um, computer or just to, um, turn it off for uh, certain websites and you can turn it off just for like from 10 to noon that's your writing time no internet so there are things like that if, if internet things are just things that you just cannot keep yourself from from doing um, and then you, again you just have to think of what are the distractions in your life right this second the window in front of me is looking out the the back fence of my friend's house used to look out over just dirt and now there's a big subdivision being built and so I have to put on my noise canceling headphones and not be facing the window because otherwise I'm like oh what are they doing oh that's how you build a house that way and I just can't focus yeah. <laughs> It's like when you're subconsciously looking for a reason not to knuckle down and do some work and suddenly doing the cleaning, getting the vacuum cleaner out is suddenly a pressing priority. But, that's um, right. Yeah, so that's, I, I mean, I can see that in a, on a, um, a micro level, I guess, is, is the way of looking at it. We can do that, and we often do do that, so we'll think, oh, I'm distracted by that, so pull the blind down, or the sun's in my eyes, whatever. But the macro level, yeah. pinpointing why you're not getting stuff done, Yes. I mean, that's okay. something I struggle with a little bit. Yeah. All right. So again, you have to think about um, your own personality, what it is that um, 
that you know works for you. And if you're not sure, you know, you'll have to try a couple of things until you find the thing that this works for me. So what I found and what a lot of, um, you know, neuroscientists and, and brain study people say is that having a list of things in your head isn't as effective as having them written down. Um, the other thing about having things written down is that, um, and what I'd like to do if there's time is I'm going to kind of cover everything that I cover in my class, but just in bullet points so that we can get people actually working on their calendar for 2018. Let's okay. do it. All right. So basically, this is the way that I look at it. Um, from an overview standpoint, I think the best thing to do is to do a brain dump of everything onto a piece of paper, a master list of everything, not just writing related, but if you've got kids, family events, vacations, um, all the holidays that you know that you, you know, you'll be off for a day or a week or whatever, um, planning in when we get to that point, you'll have to also keep in mind that you need to plan in some sick days, emergency days, you know, kids sick days. So you can't you can't plan every single minute of the 365 days of the year because there's just no room for there's no room for error. And there's always, you know, a little bit of that in life. OK, so once you've got the master list down, depending on whether or not this is the first thing you've done, uh, first time you've done it this way and you have a tendency to um, have a lot of big goals, you might need to breathe into a paper bag for a minute because yeah. I have a tendency to put so much stuff. Yeah, it is shocking. Like, how could you think that you could get all that done? But that is why you're not always getting everything done because you have a whole bunch of plans and they're not um, they're not really specifically planned out. You know, we know about the SMART goals. You need to have goals that are you know specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time related. So so what we're going to do is we're going to take that master list and we're kind of going to um, prioritize it and we're going to create some SMART goal you know aspects to it. So for instance, um, you know, maybe you have um, two kids and one's in soccer and one's in band. And so there's going to be some events that you know you need to go to. And uh, at first you might not really have any idea what dates they might be, but you probably have an idea, probably, you know, um, 10 nights out of the school year per kid. You know, you can just sort of write that down on, on to the side or something. Um, you want to make sure that you've got anything that has to do with um, if you uh, do anything having to do with what am I trying to say? You know, um, helping your parents, taking care of your parents, anything like that. Um, it's a lot of the things that we forget are the reason why we think we have more time than we do. They're the things that mm -hmm. we do every day that we don't actually plan that time for. So, for instance, I'm a big um, proponent of getting enough sleep. However much is uh, is the right amount you know for you for my husband it's like six and a half seven and a half for me it's definitely eight it's got to be eight um, but then all the other things that you have to do brush your teeth take a shower get dressed if you're a woman yeah. do your hair put on your makeup you know so so in that way, a woman who, who does those things has automatically got less hours in the week than a man who's like, I'm in, I'm out, I ran my fingers through my hair, I'm done. You know. Although something that's the same for both is, I notice this is going to the gym. So I'll go, I'll do these in the winter, so I tend to go to the gym and do a little class. It's 40 minutes. And I think in my stupid little mind, that's 40 minutes. It's not 40 minutes. Right. Because it takes, I go up to my bedroom, I put on the gym stuff that I wear. I've got to get there a bit early so I can change into actual shorts and stuff. Then I'm going to get back and have a shower. It's an hour and a half. Yeah. Yes. But I'm exactly. stupid. Like, so I think, oh, I can do 40 <laughs> minutes today. And then I'll work out. It's suddenly five o'clock and I've got to pick the kids up. 
But if you were thinking to yourself, all right, I need an hour and a half a day, you know, four days a week, and then you planned it in, you you wouldn't be alarmed by it, you wouldn't be surprised, and you wouldn't feel guilty about, my goodness, doing something good for yourself, which is why um, it's one of those things that I don't know why we feel that way, but we feel bad about taking time to do something healthy for ourselves. Yeah. But if it's planned... Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and so what you're going to find is that there's going to be a few things that probably need to be moved on to next year's list. You know, if, you, if you're thinking, I need to finish this series and start the next series, and so that's five books, and then you look at all the other things that you have to do. Now, maybe you're, you're single, you live alone, you don't even have a cat. I mean, there's no reason to think that you can't get an awful lot more done than somebody who's, you know, married, family, whatever. Um, but looking at your own life... Can do you just looking at the master list? Do you think really you can get all that done? Maybe we should move some of it to next year's list. So that's the next step, because you you want to walk a line between if you're feeling um, already if you start the year feeling discouraged, you need to give yourself some easy wins, particularly in the beginning. You need to build your confidence back up. I can do this, and so maybe you're going to have um, fewer and smaller goals for the first couple of months of the year. If you have already come off of a banner year, you're excited. You can't wait to get going on the next year. Um, it's interesting. I'm learning that um, I, I'm kind of a neuroscience geek. I love all this stuff. I can't learn enough of it. And what um, what seems to be uh, true in general of the human brain is that if you have a big goal and you reach 90% of it, you've actually accomplished more than if you have a smaller achievable goal that maybe you reach 99 or 100% of. So that's an interesting. But you yeah, have to think of where you started the year emotionally since yes. writing is an emotional so, task. The sort of context of what you, of expectation, I guess it is. But right. I, I think just one point I want to make as you go along here. First of all, we should say that you are doing a handout. Is that going to contain these bullet points? Yeah. So what I'm going to do is um, because the uh, uh, electronic PDF can be as long as I want it to be, I'm going to yep. have some of these bullet points and then I've got another kind of two pages of additional tips. Okay, so I don't want people to think they've got to necessarily make notes during the interview. Um, you can get the download and we'll give you the, uh, the URL uh, at the end of the interview. That's um, right. One thing I think is really great about this straight away is that you plan to do things like go to your son or your daughter's football or, or whatever it is at school rather than feeling it's an intrusion in your life when the time comes. It's right. something right from the beginning that's a priority for you because you're only going to get one chance to see your child at that stage of life doing something. And so... That's a really great way of looking at going to school and watching your child rather than at the end of a busy day thinking, oh, now, now I haven't banked for this. So I'm going to have to drag myself off to school and lose an hour. So it's a really positive health lifestyle thing, I think. Yeah. And there's a couple other things having to do with that. I don't have kids, so these are not necessarily things that I've dealt with personally. But as I teach the class and somebody asks me a question, then I have to think, like, what is a good solution to this? So somebody had asked me a question having to do with their kids and everything. And I said, well, depending on how old they are and um, and how much they understand about what you do and how your job is at home, you know, versus, you know, maybe the other parent's job is away from home. You can um, sit down with a family and find out for for this year what are kind of the top two or three goals per person. So if Johnny's at an age where he just really wants, you know, mom or dad to show up to every single game and that's his thing, then maybe you're like, okay, I can show up to every single game, but half the games I'm 
I, I need to also work at the same time. I'm going to be paying attention to you, but I'm not going to give you my undivided attention. Or I'll only go, maybe they're older and I'll only go to the home games. Or I'm going to go, you pick the four most important games, you know, say you're in high school, the four most important games where you're just dying to beat this, this particular team. Those are the games I'm going to be there, no working, you know. So um, you can do some kind of give and take with each person because what's going to happen is like in a different uh, in a different example somebody was saying my husband's recently retired and i can't get him out of my hair unless he's doing if he's doing what he wants to do he's happy but if i'm doing what i want to do he wants to do something else with me and i said well okay try to figure out some times where um there's a thing that he wants to do and and you agree, he goes and do, does that, and then you get to have that writing time. And so instead of saying, well, in my case, my husband plays too many hours of video games, then I, but in her case, I think it was golfing, then I would say, okay, on, on this, on the second and fourth Saturday, you get to play video games all day, and I won't say a word, and I get to write all day, and you won't come and bother me and ask me, you know, to do things with you or for you or whatever, and then we'll have dinner and spend the evening together. You know, so you're making plans where everybody gets to choose what they want to do that will make them happy, and you're getting more writing done in a way that nobody feels resentful of you taking what seems to be time away from them because you work at home. I can hear some people thinking, where's the spontaneity? in this well, is there space for this yeah so so that's the thing if you're going to plan to have a book a month done i i would be hard pressed to help you to find some spontaneity in that if sure. you want to get two books done this year then um and again that was that was one reason why i said you know maybe it could be your your second and fourth saturdays or when you do the, these very specific planned events and the other saturdays or the what do we want to do let's just run off together or whatever um but there there is I definitely think that spontaneous doing things with friends, family, you know, um, those are some of the things that, that give you that like boost of adrenaline and happy endorphins and stuff. And so <laughs> this is a weird way to say it. I think you need to plan to have time mm -hmm. for it. <laughs> yeah. Some allowance in the system for. Yeah. 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 Okay. That, make, that makes sense. And I can understand that. So I, I think there is probably a balance here because. The idea of having every minute of every day accounted for for the next 12 months is nobody really wants that, right? No, no. And it, even if you tried to do it, it wouldn't work and then you'd just be frustrated. Yeah, yeah. so it's having that flexibility. Good, okay, right. how are we getting on through the list? Yes, okay, so um, after you've got your big list of all the things that you wanna do, like how exactly would you write, get, a, get three books done this year on a list that has 12 months and 365 days. So then you can break anything that can be broken down into smaller pieces, particularly so it'll fit into a month, but if you can get, get it broken down into pieces that fit into a week, then you can know when you're behind or when you're ahead. Because, okay, so by the end of February, I wanna have the first draft of this book done. By the end of March, I want to have gotten the edits back from my editor and depending on, you know, let's just say it's a new series, depending on how many edits it is, you know, let's say I want to finish my edits by April 15th. But, um, but that means that I'm going to have also needed a book cover by the time I'm done with edits, you know, maybe we're thinking about, you know, one more set of edits and then proofing. So by the way, okay, I need to plan that I've contacted somebody to start my book cover by say February 1st. 
so that you don't get to the point this has happened to me, which is why I figured it out. If you wait until your book is done to start your cover and you want this cover designer who's um, like one of my cover designers, uh, she has such a waiting list that um, I think right now she's booking people for June, something like that. Right. Yeah. So you need to be planning the... Right. Planning, planning the different steps. But when you break it down into these steps, it becomes much more manageable. And you can figure out, yeah, I understand this is the deadline for just this one step. So let's say that, you know, you're like my friend whose, whose son was in the ER all night and, you know, she lost at least a day and say this was going to be her, her big writing day. Well, then she just needs to sort of look at A. Um, one of the other things that I suggest uh, is that you plan in, you know how, um, you know, if you had one of those outside jobs, you might get 12 paid holidays a year and five paid sick days a year or something like that, you know, plus vacation days. So I always suggest um, using that as kind of a guide and giving you some, some free space. So you can't plan all 365 days. It also gives you the ability, um, I think two years in a row, I planned a mental health day every month. So it was a day for me to go do anything I darn well wanted. <laughs> cool, I like that day. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I went to the movies and I saw two or three movies in a row. And sometimes I went cool. hiking and sometimes I went to lunch with a friend. Yep. And those are the things that will keep us from getting exhausted and overwhelmed because we aren't computers. <laughs> yep. All right. So um, I, think that, I think that's a really, I just bear, pause on that one for a second, because I think that's a really important thing for those of us who work for ourselves, whether you're an author or in our case doing uh, this stuff as well. There is a real danger of working all the time. Yeah. Um, and that's something I definitely suffer from. And I, I, I'm really going to take on board this idea of planning um, like a day occasionally of just not working because I'm not very, I'm really not very good at that uh, at Me all. Too. And whilst I might take myself off to the cinema in the evening with a friend or occasionally during the day, it's a long time since I'm, I'm going to go and see Star Wars uh, <laughs> yeah. next week during the day. Um, but that's like once every two years when a Star Wars film comes out. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'm pretty certain. I work for myself and all the freedoms you get with that, except I probably get less annual leave than somebody who yes. works in a nine-to-five job because they will take their 25 days as you get in the UK. Right. Um, and I just, I don't. So, yeah, that's right. a good one. I think that for everyone listening who, who works for themselves, um, that's an important one. And I think it'll help um, no matter where you're at in life and how many people are um, an immediate part of your life. I think that it'll help everybody to be happier. And, and honestly, you know, every time that we're happier, more joyful, more enthusiastic about life, the people around us are naturally going to feel that pouring back onto them. You know, so that just makes everybody happier, which in my mind makes it an actual important, you know, um, yeah. an, an important part of life to make sure it's part of your life. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Okay, so, so we've broken it down into pieces. Um, now we're going to figure out which of these pieces belong in which month. You know, um, you probably have some idea of, um, you know, what month you're going to take the, the family vacation. Um, you need to also keep in mind um, birthdays and anniversaries. Which ones are the ones that are going to require more time? Like if your kids are at that age where um, they're going to have, you know, 25 little kids over and there's going to be a bouncy castle or, you know, a clown or whatever. Um, we all know that that takes way more time and planning than we thought when we started it the week before the birthday party. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I just did that with my husband's 50th birthday. We went to Disney World and it took a lot of time and planning. And then all the, so all that work I wasn't doing in the two months beforehand because I was planning it, you know, and then like you said, going to the gym, it's not just 40 minutes. So going away on vacation is not just one week. Sure. Uh, Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. And then also, I think you've been doing a lot of traveling and at different times of the year, I do a lot of traveling. When I started realizing, because again, you're keeping track of what, not just distractions, but what else is keeping you from writing during time that you had marked out to be writing time. And I found that um, the amount of time that it took me to uh, get packed up and ready to go on a trip and then get unpacked and, and get myself back into a normal life after a trip was one to two days on each side, depending mm-hmm. on how long the trip was. So I started just putting that on my calendar. If I got some writing done, yay, bonus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, then you start again. Now you're thinking about um, how you can make your your mind be more confident and feeling like it, it's that it's doing for yourself what we say we should do for customers, which is uh, under promise and over deliver. Uh huh. Okay, so we would we manage, want to do that so man, again. It's back to managing your own expectations, of yes. almost tricking yourself into feeling happy that you've <laughs> you've done something. Exactly, exactly. And then two other things that I think are hugely important, and one um, can also be related to uh, to being important for tax purposes. I think that everybody should track their accomplishments, however you want to do it. I actually started using a journal. You know, we're writers and so people have a tendency to give us these cool journals and we have a stack and how am I gonna get through them all? And I took one a couple of years, well, several, quite a few years ago now. I took one and thought, you know what, I'm gonna start writing down what I have gotten accomplished because we had been doing all this moving and I felt like I was never getting anything done. I. I um, I specifically remember the year that my husband um, was in the motorcycle accident thinking, Work-wise, that was the most wasted year ever. And then, thankfully, I had already been working on this done journal. And I went back and I read all the things that I did accomplish. Under the circumstances, it was shocking. I was like, oh, well, good on me. But if I hadn't written it down, I wouldn't have known that I should be happy and content, you know, with the amount that I got done. And also, it will help you to see, um, sometimes people are like, but I don't know how long it takes me to write a book. I mean, you're still in the place where you're trying to figure out how long it takes you to write a book, right? 10 to to 20 years, I'd guess. (laughs) That seems to be average for book one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but uh, as you, uh, and every year, you know, things change, you, um, you get better at some things, you learn new things. Um, when you're kind of keeping track even a little bit about, um, it takes me about six months to write a solid first draft of this kind of book, but it only takes me two months to write a solid first draft of that kind of book. You know, that is good information that you wouldn't have known if you hadn't been tracking it. Now, um, I'm not sure about in the UK and other places, but in the United States, um, in that beginning part when when you're between zero and now I'm making enough money for it to be a, a real, you know, uh, um, I apologize that sometimes I'm trying to figure out, I'm talking so fast. Um, yeah, to pay the mortgage. Yeah, when you can or pay the mortgage. live off it, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so somewhere in there, you're putting on your taxes, you know, that you have these expenses and you're, you're showing, you know, an, an awful lot of time loss at the very beginning. Um, and at some point to just know that the IRS, you know, couldn't, 
couldn't be mad at you, couldn't come back to you if they did audit you. You've got this journal of every single day that you've worked and all the things that you've done on those days. And if all that work that you've written down is in fact related, you know, to the kind of career that you're in, then it's kind of your, um, your security blanket, you know, from, sure. a, from a tax um, viewpoint. But also, I think that the, the mental sense of accomplishment is, is the big part. Yes. And then leading off of that, this is the other thing that too many of my friends have too much of a problem with. So I really want all the listeners to pay attention. You need to plan your rewards. And you can't wait for publishing a book to be your reward because James, you've been working on yours for a little while. I think it took me seven or eight years from the time that I first started writing down the idea to Little Miss Lovesick to the day it actually showed up on Amazon. I mean, I'd written a whole bunch of drafts of that book, but nonetheless, that's a long time. And if I had waited eight years to reward myself, then I'm not really sure how I would have kept on going because I'm kind of reward centric. So you're looking for times when you can say, okay, if I meet my deadlines this week, I get an ice cream or whatever. <laughs> okay. If if I if I'm able to. Um, you know, get ahead of my deadlines for the month and I have this extra day, we're all going to the amusement park, the whole family, you know, or whatever it is, whatever it is that you like and whatever matters to you. Um, it, and it doesn't necessarily have to be anything, you know, that costs money or anything, but something where, and not just doing it, but say, we're doing this because I, um, I just finished the first draft or I just finished the final draft or I finally got, I had a goal to get three books out in the series. The third one just came out. This was a big goal for me. You know, it took me X amount of months or years to get it done. And this is the reward because it changes things in your brain and it helps your brain to understand the things that are important to you because you're making a note of them and you're celebrating them and you're making like these positive thoughts and feelings come out of having done this thing. And it actually helps your brain to wire itself in a way where it's like, oh, because your brain, it's just the way it's made for whatever reason, and thank you, God, it wants to be happy <laughs> and, it, and it wants you to be happy. So when you say, I'm happy I did this, then your brain says, oh, well, we can do more of that. So I really think this so is an important part. Yeah. A virtuous circle. Yeah, exactly. Because then, I mean, think of the excitement that happens when you do get some sort of sense of accomplishment and you notice it and, and say it and, and celebrate it a little bit. And then it kind of makes you go, oh, I just want to go do more now. Yeah. 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 So I great, think that's Kitty. helpful. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know where, have you got more of the actual list to go through or? You know what? Yeah, I, it's 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 a month long class. I have probably more yeah, information okay, than so, we can yeah, cover yeah, yeah. today. <laughs> well, we get absolutely, but we're going to. Um, you've very kindly putting together this PDF, which we'll we'll give out. In fact, uh, let's come up with the URL in the in the time honored fashion of SPF. I make up a URL, I which love I it. say in an interview, and then we have to stick to it because I've said it. Um, <laughs> so we're going to come up with um, with self publishing formula forward slash time management. Okay, like so all it. one word, time management, there you go. And people will know what that is. And you go there and you can get Kitty's uh, PDF. I want to ask you a little bit about your nonfiction side of things, how you've developed this expertise. And, and hopefully you're, you're, it's part of your business as well. I think you've got an online course, you've got a book. 
Yeah. So um, again, with the whole moving an awful lot, I was trying to figure out, I love, love, love to teach. Um, I taught at a college doing uh, software classes for a little while, and I found out that the teaching part is actually the only part I love. <laughs> okay. So I had to figure out, how can I do this in a way where I can walk away at the end of the day and there are no meetings and, you know, no uh, accreditation boards to come to and that sort of thing. So, um, so basically it just became a matter of I'm moving. I was supposed to speak to this group and now I can't speak to this group because I'm moving to another country or something. And, um, the whole Yahoo group thing had been so popular for a while and the romance writers of America, an awful lot, like, I don't know how many, but so many chapters of that organization had started um, doing online classes as kind of some fundraising for them to cover just the costs of their meeting room and, you know, different things that they do. And so I had been helping people with things. And then somebody said, will you teach this class for us at RWA and you get half of the proceeds? And I'm like, well, that sounds fun. And then the more I taught, the more I A, liked it, and the more I was getting really good feedback. But then, you know, after a while, technology changes, but not necessarily all the organizations change with it. And I wanted to do a lot more than just email lectures. And so I decided to start my own website where I could use video and live video. In fact, I'm going to do a live video segment of my class for the first time in January 2018, where in addition to the videos that you're watching and the, the lectures that you can get printed, because everybody learns a different way. So some people with audio, some people with video, some people, you know, want to read it and mark it up and highlight it. Um, but I'm going to have a, uh, a four-hour live session online where it's it's similar to this. We're just dialing into a, a website on the browser and we go through everything, but we're doing it at that moment. So by the end of that session, you should be well on your way to actually having things marked out on your calendar so that you can at least get started, even though the class will continue to go on, you know, for several weeks after it. Yeah. So, so you have this as a as a paid online course? Yes, yes. I um I started uh again, you know, it was it's just always one of those things where somebody asks you for information and after a while you've been asked enough, you're like I should do something. So I had started this this workshop called Right Now Workshop, W R I T E, Right Now Workshop. Um in 1998 because I was in a writer's group where there was all these people who knew a ton of stuff but it was such a great writer's group that there's new people coming in all the time but then they didn't know anything and okay. so we needed to catch them up and so once a year I would have all the old people teach all the new people things you know and then it just kept on going so I've got uh, rightnowworkshop.com has this time management class on it I've done a self-publishing class uh, several times but I haven't been happy with um making it as um the the people that i've been reaching out to uh for the self-publishing or the people who have been reaching out to me you know are a little bit scared of technology and i've been trying to figure out a way to teach it in a way that they can be as comfortable and confident as possible. So I'm, I'm redoing that class some more. And then i've taught classes on you know seven ways to market without spending any money and you know just Whenever you, you know how it is, either you're asking mm -hmm. questions of somebody that you think, you know, is, knows the answers or, or vice versa. And I just love to teach. So, um, yeah, in fact, I've been teaching these eighth graders and they're so fun. They're just so enthusiastic. So how old are eighth graders for, uh, for a yeah, UK so eighth graders, person that's like, like um, uh, 13, 12, 13. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and they're just so on fire. They come up with these ideas about, you know, volleyball teams on the moon. I'm like, okay, okay that's awesome. So I that think I'm going to awesome. do something like a free class for, for young people too, just how to get yeah. started writing because it's just fun. Yeah. So well, that's Kitty, me. I can't help myself. It, that is you. And it's uh, it's infectious. And it's been, um, you know, the classic SPF podcast interview that we always want is, is one that's entertaining, but also people take some value away from. It's been absolutely down the line you have so i knew glad. you would be i knew you would be so it's been brilliant and um uh, yeah God, we've racked up 40 odd minutes very oh quickly. my goodness i was trying and to I, talk faster sorry <laughs> and i don't i don't know if i budgeted for that today in my, my <laughs> well we'll have to cut That's, out all of my jokes <laughs> yeah i know that we're keeping them in um the uh, in fact that, that that was the last point i was going to make really is i think uh, um treating time like you would treat your accounts or you treat another aspect of your life like your bank balance there's no sensible reason why you would not do that and um you know we have a budget i do the budget for spf and we look at it every month and we see where we are why on earth don't you do that with time and exactly what you've laid the way you've laid that out gives you that ability to do that even if that means after two months into the year you know your year is not going to be what you planned it to be but that's okay because you know that and you can make changes you can manage your expectation yes yes exactly Great. Good. Well, I feel quite inspired by this, uh, Kitty. Thank you very much indeed. That so URL glad. again, I should say, is uh, selfpublishingformula.com forward slash time management, all one word. And I think, have I got this right? You're going to throw in a little uh, sweetener for your online course? I am. You know, um, you and Mark and the team have always been so great about giving out so much helpful information that I and so many people have gotten that I was trying to figure out how I could do the same. So the class is normally $150, but I'd like to give um, anybody who's listening a $50 off coupon and we'll put that on the PDF. Super. So um, just as long as you've got the PDF, there'll be a code or something right on there. And then uh, the and class starts January 15th, 2018. But if I have too many people, because I like to keep it small so I can help each person individually, I'll just open a second class in February. Okay, that's superb, Kitty. And um, uh, and uh, we really appreciate that. So this is actually unusual for us. In the, in the I'm doing the interview here where it is 14th, 15th of December. I don't know where, it, where we are. <laughs> yeah. And it's going out very soon, so in a couple of weeks. So... Um, uh, people will get this uh, uh, very quickly. Brilliant. Thank you so much indeed. Kitty, whereabouts are you then? So Thank you're you. traveling a lot. Where are you now? Yeah, so right this second, I'm in Southern California. Uh, it's near Temecula, which is in between Los Angeles and San Diego. Oh, uh, so a nice part of the world there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Today it's supposed to be like 27 degrees. I'm like, this is not Christmas weather. <laughs> no. Well, it's three here, so... Right. Well, and my husband's been interviewing with a company in Sweden, so who knows? Maybe I'll be around yeah, your yeah. side. <laughs> there's been there's been some snow there as well. Okay, yeah. brilliant. Well, Kitty, thank you so much indeed. Stay in touch with uh, SPF because it'd be great to have you nearby, and we'll uh, re- revisit this at some point in the future. So, thank you so much indeed for coming on. Thanks so much, James. Really appreciate you guys. Thank you.